Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's up, everybody? My name is... This is the RJ Rogers Podcast Show, and I'm recording... So early in the morning on a Tuesday, and I do apologize for the, um, I do apologize for not uploading on Memorial Day. Got caught up with a lot of stuff. There was so much mess that I had to take care of. And not only that, I had to have a, we had a little bit of a family emergency. So it's been a lot of mishap weekend pretty much it's been a lot of missed opportunities because of that but um welcome to this special edition of the rj rogers podcast show um i want to talk to you guys about something that's been bugging me for for months even for years and it's about how people treat others because they're not part of an organization they're not members of, of anything. And if you have any bright ideas or any way of helping the community, they always have, they got a problem with that. And I notice over the years, like if I join a church or if I go to an organization to try to get a business idea or try to serve the community and there's always this, this this hidden jealousy or there's always this um, you know they always treat you like you don't even exist type of feel or they feel like you don't belong there because you're not a full-fledged member you didn't pledge you didn't take no oath well that that's the that's the attitude not just in the black community now of course we will talk about that in particular um You'll see some of these leaders. You will see some of these leaders today that are really talking a good game. But when it comes down to, um, but when it really comes down to uh, organization, they'll have a structure already set in place. You're trying to get a business, and it could be a, it could be anything. It could be a business idea. It could be a, um, it could be an idea that can help certain, certain target of people, like say the elderly, or let's just say you came up with a with a solution to help the homeless. But a lot of organizations, and the, you got some leaders that are oh, that will agree with you, but when it comes to doing it, you're gonna see a lot. Of, I don't know what it is with organizations, man. A lot of organizations don't want to do, they don't want to do the right thing. And I noticed that over the years, I noticed that with with certain ideas, with, with 
relatives. I've seen that idea with, um, I've seen this happen in churches. I see this happening in universities, college. They talk a good game. And then when you see why the organizations are not functioning normally with people, it's because, one, they're not even trying. And I've seen a lot of, I've seen a lot of disorganizations. And it even got to the point where I just said, man, you know, why, why do I need, sometimes, sometimes you, um, and you sometimes feel kind of left out because you felt like your ideas or the, it could be a business plan. Like you have this ultimate business that you want to start, but you're surrounded. You're surrounded by people that you're surrounded by people who got somewhat of good intentions, but you can kind of see that they do not have good intentions. Their, their intentions are elsewhere, which means it's not good. Um, I just seen a lot of that. And especially when I look around the corner, if, if I look around Chattanooga, we got a lot of these churches. There are so many churches and they all are not far from each other. That's the thing. I, I, I know it's a Southern, I know it's a Southern thing and I know it's a Southern thing and, and all, but at the same time, but have you realized that most of these organizations, man, they they really they really not interested in helping anyone with good intentions. They they don't. They don't seem to want to fit in. They you either have to fit in or the ultimatum is we just completely ignore you. And a lot of churches, a lot of religious institutions, and a lot of businesses, and a lot of, and a lot of these organizations that are claiming to be doing a purpose of helping certain people in the community, they're not doing that. Instead, they're just ignoring all the problems. And I'm gonna say this: if you're feeling, if you're one of those individuals who want to make a difference, you want to serve. But it seems though, no matter what you did, no matter what you do, no matter what organizations you pitch the idea to, at some point you have to do it on your own. And it's a harsh reality. It really is. It's one of those harsh realities none of us don't want to do. It's like, man, no matter, I try to get, I try to do an organization, I try to do, um, I try to organize uh, I try to organize some things to help the community, but no matter who I go to, to to get help, I don't get the help that I needed. And I hear stories like this all the time, and it kind of started bugging me a lot more. So, this part of the show, I want to talk about um, about the fitting in. It don't matter if and I'm going to say this, don't try to fit in. Because I'm going to tell you why. Your 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 plan is greater than what these organizations are scared to do. 
sometimes they they don't want to help the community. Some of these organizations, people just feel like, I just want to fit in. That's really what this is. That's what all these organizations, all these sororities, fraternities, they ain't nothing but they ain't nothing but a bunch of clubs. You know, if you if you don't pledge, if you don't if you don't give an oath, you know, you're nobody to them. Oh, you're just an outsider. It don't matter how good your idea is. You you got good ideas, but at the same time, uh, we can't we can't take you seriously because you didn't pledge. And that's the biggest problem, and I want to address that to a black community. And there's a lot of folks that felt so for those I'm I'm sending I'm talking I'm doing this show because this show this special edition of the RJ Rogers podcast show I'm not a part of no organization because I feel like we limited ourselves to the point to where um we kind of we kind of put ourselves in a corner when we do certain things we really do We actually, uh, we actually put a lot of emphasis and we put limitations. But when you're trying to fit in, it's going to be some certain things that you don't even like doing. Like they, some of these organizations, like these churches, they have all these meetings. None of these meetings don't mean anything. None of them. None of these meetings are pointless. They will talk about nothing, and then you got. Then I noticed this. With, uh, I noticed this with churches. I'm oh, sorry, guys, that that fell down. But I noticed this with uh, churches. A lot of churches with. Um, a lot of churches would would have all these quick talk meetings. But they're not going to put no actions behind it. And anyone who has an idea that can help the community, they it's always a jealousy issue. They don't want to help no one because of that. Um, they don't want to. They don't want to spread the idea of influence. They're hoping that it, it's almost like they want to keep a certain neighborhood that needs help, that needs aid. They want to put a chain on their neck. Almost like, yeah, we'll help you, but we're not gonna let you we're not gonna let you rise above this. That that's the attitude that I got from all these churches, organizations. They all have this snooty attitude. And I'm gonna address this to the black community. Some of you black community organizations ought to be ashamed of yourselves. Some of you that are helping the that are helping the community, actually giving back to the community, that's something that I've been wanting to see for years. But all these churches that are just doing it for bragging rights, I'm gonna just say this: you're not gonna you're not gonna succeed very long. You're really not. You're just gonna be put this back up. Uh, you're just gonna be in that same spot. And you're not going to grow. That that's that's the downside. That's the ultimate downside to um, to organization. You're 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 not going to succeed very well. You're just going to be stuck in that one position. And hold on for a second, guys.
Okay, sorry guys, I was going through the tunnel. But uh, I noticed a lot of these organizations have done this time and time again, almost to where they kind of just, uh, they kind of just, uh, they, they kind of hurt the community. Some organizations were, were really never meant to help the community. They were there to hurt the community. They're, they're really, and some people have it twisted in their minds too. You're going to meet some individuals that are really nosy, that don't have no, really don't have a life. And it's always, 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 always want to, they're the main ones that want to cause harm. You run, for, if you are in an organization like this, where you got, and then this is a, you know, the leader is never, never available because they're always busy. That's when you leave, you leave the organization because as no matter, so it, it doesn't really matter how, it doesn't matter how long this person has been active in the organization especially if it's a uh, individual. Now, if it's the leader, the founder of the organization that really has good intentions, they're surrounded by bad apples. They're surrounded by bad people who don't want him or her to succeed. So to all you leaders, you want to know why certain individuals left? It's certain individuals around you that's not letting them letting them succeed. Some of you leaders got some bad members in your organization and they're in these high positions where they don't want to help no one but themselves. You might want to get rid of them because they're going to be the Achilles heel while your business or your organization is not going to succeed. And that's number one. If you are in these organizations, I want you guys to, to listen very good. You got some of the, like number one, you got certain members that are very hostile towards new members or feel threatened. That's almost like a job. That's like if you go work for someone, manager, hire someone, but then realize that this person has more potential and is producing great results. They're afraid that that person is going, to, is going to take their job away. You got people like that in organizations. So that's number one. Number, number two. The leader is always busy. The leader is, is never available. They're always going to meetings. They always go, they, they may, they put, they put a scheduling on themselves to where are they really doing it for the organization or are they just running from certain people? It's almost like, like uh, if I go to Goodwill and I think the people at Goodwill are not like this, but if, um, 
if I go to any type of organization, I'm going to run into one of these issues. So for one, you got the lead. So number two, so number one, you're dealing with certain members around the leader that does not want the organization to thrive. They just want it to stay the same. Hardly don't want no growth or nothing great to happen. Number one, uh, excuse me, number two, the leader is never available. They're always going to meetings. They're never around. That's one of the first bad signs. If this leader barely shows himself, but yet him or herself, and they got this big grand vision, but they're going to every organization, they're going to every meeting, and they're not taking the time out to talk to the people that the whole organization was based on, even help spread and create new ideas to grow, to really give the community a chance to shine. If you are doing with a leader like this, that's not a, I would not, I would up and leave because that person will never be available. They're always going to be caught up in the meeting. They're, they, they're too busy. They're too busy to run their own organization. Almost to like, they're the leader, but they're not acting like a leader. That's number two. Number three, you have to you have to have all these credentials to fit in. So in order to be a member, you have to do all these pledges. You have to you have to spend so much time. You know, I kind of wish organizations would just be honest up front and just say, look, we 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 wish we can you got some great ideas here. And they always, and there's always going to be somebody that's going to tell you this, but um, we have our ways of doing things. If you hear conversations like that, you turn and say, "Okay, thank you for your time. Uh, I think I, I think I got an idea of what you guys are," and just up and leave. You know, do the humble thing, be humble, and just say, "Uh, thank you for thank you for taking the time out." But after hearing what you guys offer and what what you expected me to do. Um, I just don't think our, I just don't think it lines up with what I really am trying to achieve. I think I'll, um, I think I'll just take my leave and that's how it goes. Now, some organizations are going to get real. Now you got some organizations that are there. They get real offended. If you say something like that, it's like, no, we're trying to be helpful, but, um, it's just something just telling you, you just got to get out of the situations like this. So number three, you just got to, you know, so in other words, you have to take pledges. This is why I don't like organization. And oh, there's always a requirement. It's like saying, in order for you to fit in, you're going to have to reduce some things that you're expecting. In other words, your expectations are going to be dash the pieces. It's going to be lowered. That's number three. Number four. This, uh, number four is, is probably going to be the one that hits home with some of you. But number four is pretty much um, you're, you're going to be 
you're gonna be run you're gonna begin the run around you're not gonna get the clear answers that you were seeking there's a lot of us that have gone through this process many times you know hey I, I want to get an organ I want to try to to get this to get this plan started what do I got to do well and then they always tell you well go to such and such uh, call them uh, they may not be here today that's that's the usual BS excuse that I hear a lot or oh uh, make sure you you give them a call and stuff so you call that individual they're telling you to go to another person you know this happened to me in college a lot especially community college there's hardly no one available when when I had an issue with some of the classes I was going to um, that's the same thing with jobs they're they're afraid of hiring people so they come up with this system of confusion and they don't want you to uh, they don't want you to have a peace of mind what they want you to do they want you to just in other words they don't want to be they don't want to be bothered with anything so they felt like their job is so important that they don't have a time five minutes of your time throughout 12 hours in a day and even though some organizations they don't even work a eight-hour shift they just work two or three hours and they're gone so number four they're going to give you the runaround and they're they're hoping that you do not they're hoping that you don't try to uh to reason with them or that you don't try to um, get to with the right people because which is going to lead into number five which is hidden jealousy I'm just I'm just going to go straight into it number five hidden jealousy there some people in these organizations have a problem with certain individuals I don't know what type of insecurity issues that these folks have but they are so afraid to not even they're so afraid of certain individuals coming to their organization they feel as though they're a threat I, I don't want this threat in my in my job or in my company in my school in my church you, you're going to have these individuals who have a insecurity issue to where they run people off how many of you have dealt with that you got so number five is not just hidden jealousy it's hidden insecurity it's so much insecurity about you know individuals they're afraid to to venture out they're so afraid that they got this position and sometimes it could be the leader that built an organization that wants to show that oh I'm better I'm better than everybody and that's the wrong attitude to, to, to have. But they are so, but they're so poofed up and proud, you can't say nothing to them. So what happens to people who are around these individuals? They go somewhere else. They lose members because the attitude that that person produced, the hidden uh, insecurities, they feel threatened on every single level by everyone. Eventually, the leader who is so busy is going to start noticing it but and this is almost like every other corporate american job you we see this idea all the time when you got a bad manager 
when you have a bad manager who is so afraid to hire someone because they feel threatened. Matter of fact, uh, Disney C former Disney CEO Bob Shapak did that with some of the executives, some of the people who work with Disney, who did a better job than, than him. Instead of utilizing that person, he looked at them as a threat and got rid of them. How many of those individuals, like Bob Shapak, have you had to deal with? Leaders, you need to start looking at your management team and say, are you guys producing the results? Every time we get a new person that has some great ideas that will be a benefit to the organization, they up and leave. Was there something that you guys have said? Now, of course, the people in securities are going to try to hide it. And in worst cases, and this is something that most of these folk individuals do, they will turn around and blame the new person. Because as long as they hide their insecurities, they feel like they're safe. Saying, well, it's not me, it was this individual. And sometimes they'll make up tales, they'll make up a lie just to... Sometimes they'll make up a lie just to try to get out of a situation. And sometimes they'll come up with any agenda. And over time, they get away with it, but then at some point, it catches up with them. So the, the whole... So number four, you get the runaround. Number five, you got, instead of hitting lies, you got hidden insecurities uh, with, with some of these folks and organizations. Number six. And this one kind of hits home as well. They kind of reject you. Because you your plans don't line up with theirs. In other words... Your ideas don't line up with theirs. So if you're in a situation like that, my best advice is do your own thing. Start learning, start getting around with like-minded individuals. That's been the biggest problem. We feel so left out because we want to be a part of a group. I'm going to say this. You do not have to be part of a group. I understand that fellowshipping is one thing, but the, if you are fellowshipping with devils, insecurity people like we just talked about with number five and number four, I would not waste no more of my time to say, you know what? I offered, I talked to you guys. This is how I, this is how I would do it. I would talk to them if you don't get no feedback from nobody. If you don't get no clarification and you got individuals you got people with insecurity issues that are in these organizations that don't want you near them because once again they feel threatened I would just I would just go excuse me excuse me sorry sorry about that guys I would just up and leave because your answers were right there in front of you they're giving you the real rundown. Now, some people are going to say, well, no, 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 no. You're trying to help for a cause. So uh, you got to No, I'm going to tell you this. If you this is you, if you're doing that where you're trying to fit in, it's not going to work. I'm going to tell you why. There's going to be some ideas that they're going to toss around at you. That's going to make you turn ahead and say, what did I sign up for? Because if they're doing that, 
and they're not trying to help you, they're not even trying to point you in the right direction, they're not producing no results, and you notice that you're you're having headaches, depression, because you're trying to get things done, but these guys are, are giving you the sorriest excuses in the world, that's not an organization I would not want to be a part of. If they want to waste your time and they're playing with you, you're like an investor. You don't have time to, you don't want to put your money or put your time in an organization, and I'm going to just say it, that does not give a damn. Do not put your time and energy in a company that, or a company, organization, or a church that did not give a damn about your goals and what you're trying to accomplish. And also, you're trying to give back to the community. You have a humble purpose. And it's sad that a lot of these organizations, churches, and colleges, I'm talking about every organization, even down to a job. Some of these places... And then they wonder why so many people are turning their heads away from these places. Because people got tired of it. I'll never forget. And I'm going to just point this out to you guys. I want to serve the community. I want to give back to the community. But I joined, a, well, I used to be a member of a church that was all about them. It was all about themselves. They were all about bragging rights. The leader was no better. It was all about, and I'll never forget what he said. This individual said this to everyone in the congregation of what his clear intentions were and where his mind was. He wanted a stuck-up, boozy church. He literally said that in front of everybody. And it kind of rubbed everybody in the congregation the wrong way. It pissed everybody off. Then he tried to apologize, but once you... And this is another thing that I find very weird about these organizations. This is another thing that I find very, very funny. I'm at a point now, guys, I'm pretty much done with the list. <laughs> I'm at a point now, I'm so tired of companies apologizing when their agenda was, was pointed out. So obvious. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, we apologize. Uh, we did not mean to offend anyone. I'm at a point where I'm so over that. Some of these organizations and companies knew exactly what they were getting into. It's like, look, I'm even at a point where if someone said the N-word on television, I'm not even offended. I'm just going to sit there and just say, I'm not surprised. I'm not. How many more times have these organizations... And some of these co corporate, how many of these corporations, colleges, fraternities, sororities, matter of fact, they're all, some of these sororities, all these, these sororities and fraternities are evil anyway. I mean, I'm going to just say it like it is. But how many of these organizations, you always got a spokesperson that spoke out and probably said too much what they should have been saying. And then the next thing that kind of up that really puts that really puts a sting on the wound really is the fact that they're trying to issue an apology statement they're trying to issue a they're trying to issue an apology 
we are so sorry. We did not mean to offend anyone from any organization or any individual. We respect. I'm just going to sit there and say, you know, that's like an individual going through this whole apologizing statement. And I'm just going to look at him and say, you're just a PR stunt. Please stop. <laughs> I'm at a point now where I just said, like, people are saying, I'm not going to eat Popper John's because the guy said the N-word. Okay. There are so many celebrities that said the N-word. It's like, you might as well just make a list. You got, you don't think people that created Nike, the people who created Coca-Cola, the individuals who created the, um, you know, just to name a few products that created every single, some of the, some of these car producers created every single vehicle. You don't think they say stuff behind closed doors? And wow, I cannot see today. Oh, sorry. Um, you don't think these folks hear you saying stuff like this? They hear it all the time. It's just that when someone got caught on camera or it gets recorded, oh, now it's, it's a big deal. But when the cameras are not rolling, you're saying every word, you're saving every foul thing under the sun. And the only issue is you just got caught red-handed. How come some organizations can't just be the way they are? There are some restaurants I don't even go to because I already know some of the names of the restaurants are so obviously racist. I don't even want to be near them. I just don't, I just don't give them the money. I don't give them the time. I don't give them any. And that's something you got to do as an individual. If you have an idea and this is a new idea, and this is something brand new, you're going to have to do it yourself. I think we were all given a purpose. Some of our purposes were never meant to be shared with these organizations. And every time we do try to share it, it always gets torn up. It's always been thrown away. Because some of these individuals, because some of these individuals do not, they do not want nobody to get help. And it's very unfortunate that you're seeing all these organizations claiming they're helping the community, but they are so afraid to even have members. Like, look at Autism Speaks, man. That's another prime example. They have a real problem with people with autism. They really do. They have a real issue with they have a real issue with uh, people with autism. There's, There was one person on their board, but that individual left. And I bet I know the reason why. It's because they felt left out. They felt like I'm not really a part of this. It don't feel like I, I don't even fit in. Making them feel like crap. And you see organizations like this, and you can tell, matter of fact, I can tell by looking at Autism Speaks that they really label people, they, they, they label people with autism with disease. Like, oh, you got a disease, and you need to be pure. That's the attitude. That's just Autism Speaks in a nutshell. That's, that's just another organization. If I was you, 
and you try to, and I'm not saying turn your back away from them completely. There are a few that will try to help you, but you got to seek them out carefully. What, so what I mean by that is that you're going to have to really put in a lot of research and you got to get with, once again, you got to get with real like-minded people, people who are actually given to the community. And another thing I want to point out, don't go to an organization for popularity, please don't, because you're, you're going to get rejected harshly. And on top of that, it's not going to be the organization if they don't see it. The people that you're serving, they're going to see it. So to all the churches in Chattanooga, there's so many churches. Why do we need this many churches on each street? Almost every neighborhood, almost every street you go to has a church. One or two, every neighborhood has one or two churches in their neighborhood. And none of them barely serve the community as it is. It's almost like a doctor's office. You have one person that used to work with this doctor, but they disagree with their practice, so they broke away and formed their own practice. Then they have people under them, and then the, the folks, and then one of the individuals under them said that, well, this doctor did not do a good job, so I'm going to break away and form my own organization. How many of these private practices have you saw because people's ego? Matter there's something that matter that's number seven. I want to put on the list. I thought I was done. No, number seven, egos. There's too many egos. When you have too many leaders who are just doing it for for popularity contests, doing it for to be to make themselves look good in front of everyone, that individual not worth a damn. I'm going to say this now. I'm saying this with a viciousness. That person does not need any attention or any help because they're not doing it for the right reasons. Their purpose did not line up with the actual. It was all about popularity contests. And that's what's going on with some of these organizations. You got bad leaders. You got really horrible leaders that I'm going to just tell you the little psychology about it. They were picked, they were either got picked on or they never got an opportunity. They felt like the world never catered to them. So what they did, and this could be anybody, anyone falls into this category, depending. And they pulled all these organization tactics. And by the time they actually, and by the time they actually um, get a plan going, and they, they, the first thing they do, they reject the people that rejected them. And then they, they form their own little secret pack. Now, for those that are trying to do the right thing, and this very uh, podcast episode was, was dedicated to you, please don't fall victim to this. Do not fall victim to this. Because I'm going to tell you why. Because there are so many times that individuals have um have fallen victim to it because they're letting their ego get the best of them that's really deeply number seven do not become these people some of these folks do learn but it'll be too late some of these folks will learn early they have a chance 
those that learn from the very start before starting an organization. Sometimes you have to give back to the community, even if you're surrounded by individuals. This, this thing became full circle. And don't take no pledges, guys. I, I'm not I'm not really big in pledges. I don't like that. Taking oaths, that's that's something you gotta be careful with. And for those that reject all these good people that are trying to help the community, you're gonna have a hard time convincing everyone that you're serious. If you're always going to meetings and if you're always never around, you are not going to succeed. And you're going to think you're thinking you're doing better because you think you're doing it better because you're in it for the fame or you're in it for the money. That's number eight. Man, I think I'm not done with this list. Number eight, it's all about the money. It's all about the money. They are just in these these organizations were created to make a profit. That's it. That's all that this was about. It's not about helping the people. It's all about making money. How much money can we make off of these individuals? Ooh, how much ad campaign can we make? We got to throw something controversial to, to get more people to pay more attention, to spend more money. How many organizations have done that? Matter of fact, how many organizations got ruined because of that? I mean, you can, as a matter of fact, look at how many churches got caught red-handed. Look at how many organization organizers got caught red-handed. They were never in it for the, the, the purpose of that organization. The motive never lined up. It was always about the profits. That's all it was about. It's all about money. It was never about helping others. It was all about it was all about making as much money off of people. I instead of working an average job, oh I'm just gonna I'm just gonna scam people. Like I said, I, I'll be I'm starting to think that this goes back to the insecurities. They never they felt like some of these some of these organizations, some of these folks who founded it wanted to get back at others they do it out of spite please don't fall victim to this because it's an easy trap to fall into you're going to have to become very humble which means you're going to have to get with real light minded people but you have to take your time out to say before we can just recruit you we're going to have to really know what's your real mission statement What? why are you doing this are you just doing it because you're that's like me starting a business. I'm going to run this company, but at the same time, I got to put some people in place who want to work, but at the same time, has a clear objective of what we're doing. In other words, I'm going to make it very difficult to where the wrong people would never work because their, their motives don't line up with what we're actually doing. It could be a harm. It could be that person could be a benefit or a liability. In other words, this person could be an investment and a liability or a liability, excuse me. 
you got to get with the right people. Don't just say so. I'm going to conclude this podcast show with this. Don't just say yes because you want to be a part of something. That's great. It's good to have that feeling, but you got to be wise. If you felt like, well, I, I did all these things and I'm not getting no answer. Maybe you ought to start this thing yourself, but don't start off by getting having this motive saying, well, this organization rejected me, so I'm going to start my own organization. We're not going to do anything. We're not going to help that organization. Well, here's the thing. They're going to, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Those same organizations that rejected you, they're going to turn around. They're going to offer the support when you get your feet off the ground, when you get your organization or business up and running. The same people that didn't want you in their circle, they're going to try to invite you to their circle when you're established. But once again, you got to make wise decisions when it comes to that. Just say, oh, thank you for the support. I'm, I'm grateful that you were reaching out to me. But here's the thing. You don't have to sit at the table with them. Just keep your distance from them. Say, we can do, we can do these type of partnerships, but uh, this is as far as we're going to do. And that's it. And they'll respect that, and they'll, they'll continue to support you. That's exactly how you have to do it. You're going to have to do this one way. Other words... Instead of trying to get back at somebody, become a better become a better organization than others. Learn from the mistakes of other organizations like what are they doing wrong that we can we can learn from. That's where you're going to shine. So I'm going to conclude this special edition of the RJ Rogers podcast show. I'm so sorry that this episode came out on a Tuesday. Once again, I had a lot of issues going on, had a family emergency issues to take care of and just wasn't able to get to able to record. So thank you for listening. I hope you guys have a great day and a great start to a weekend Well, to a great start of a week. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.